Welcome to season five of the Life Giver Podcast, a place for honest conversation and hope that will breathe life back into your military or first responder marriage. This is your host, Corey Weathers. I'm a military spouse, clinician, and advocate, and I'm bringing topics that I hear from the service community and counseling room to the podcast, where we can face the challenges of this lifestyle together. Welcome to the season five finale of the Life Giver podcast. This is your host, Corey Weathers. I am so glad that you are joining me. Um, It has been five amazing seasons. It's hard to believe that this season is coming to a close and what a year 2020 has been. Um, I want to start off by just saying how thankful I am to all of you guys for being a community of people that we could go through 2020 together. Um, When I think back on what we've all been through um, and what even social media, even though it's been crazy this year with another election and um, and racial riots and so many things that um, I know for a lot of us feel like it pulled the country apart. Um, And I know that social media feels like at times it pulls us apart. I'm also grateful and thankful for um, what social media has done to give us the ability to pull together, to support each other, to know what's happening in each other's lives. Um, And the creative way so many of you guys were in 2020 to keep content going and flowing. Um, I know when COVID hit, I was in the middle of, um, I was actually coming home from a middle spouse fest in Texas. Um, and I knew it was the last event that I was going to do until COVID was done. And, um, and not too soon after that, uh, everybody moved virtual and I stayed super busy. Um, and, and I'm so grateful for that. I know a lot of you guys lost jobs and, um, you definitely were impacted. We all have been impacted, but I mean, financially impacted. Um, and I've, and I'm grateful to say that I've been able to work with a lot of you out there to be creative and how to keep having content coming out. I had chaplains who were really creative and and really um, jumped into it pretty quickly to create ways to create date nights, um, retreats, Mill Spouse Fest figured out a really creative way to go virtual. Um, and so, and there's, there was a lot of you, a lot of organizations out there where you just took the opportunity to take a great pause. And that was also wise to do. So, So I can honestly look back and say that there were some really great things that happened in 2020, and hopefully it was a year for you to self-reflect, to think about the time that you're spending and and what you're spending your time on and whether or not it's the things that you um, actually want to spend time on, whether or not it's bringing you joy. For the Weathers family, it has definitely been quite a year. Um, You know, I've probably brought this up before um, in the podcast, but it's just something that is always on my mind. I remember my professor back in college giving us um, an inventory. It was a stress inventory. And you're supposed to go through this long list of things and big things, like really big things that could happen in a person's life and to mark off any of those things that had happened in the last six months. And then you're supposed to tally it up. And then if you were in the red zone, then that was, um, you had too much stress in your life. And I, I look back on that um, often because our lifestyle is just so stressful and really stressful on the family and stressful on the serving spouse too. And I sometimes just kind of shake my head and go, 
wow, like how much can families go through um, without it taking a toll? And I'm always trying to think about what could we do better? Um, What can the system do better? What can the military institution do better? How can we be better leaders? Um, How can I encourage leaders to be better and to be thoughtful of what's going on within the family's lives? Um, But this year took the cake. I mean, really, especially for us as Weathers family, like we you know, yes, we had COVID happening, um, but we had also PCS'd in the summer. And keep in mind, we were in Kansas for an assignment that was only supposed to be a year-long assignment. So in that one year, you know, we had just PCS'd Kansas, let the boys adjust to that, adjust to new schools, knowing it was only going to be for a year. But of course, in the middle of that year, COVID hitting and then going on lockdown and then moving again and then starting new schools. And, um, and, you know, and then you've got COVID happening too. And, and then of course, Matt deployed in the last month. And so really just looking at our year going, how much can a family go through? Um, and so I know most of us don't ever want to complain or even say that, you know, what we've been through has been too much because you can always think of someone who's been through something worse. And so we just tend to not say anything and just be grateful. And I've got two wonderful friends in my life. Um, shout out to Krista Simpson Anderson. She was, uh, let's see, I think she was um, AFI's military spouse of the year in 2017, Krista, hopefully that's right. Brittany Bacher was the overall AFI military spouse of the year 2016. Nope. Natasha was 16. Um, Brittany was 17. Krista was 18. So I think I got that right, guys. But um, two just, I mean, they're all friends of mine, but Brittany and Krista in particular have each been through and are going through just an insane amount of stress that they're very public about. Um, Brittany has um, a special needs child and even um, her other child went through a huge medical scare this past year. Um, and she's been very public with the fact that her husband has some invisible wounds that they've struggled through. Um, and Krista, she lost her first husband. Um, he was killed in action. And so she's a gold star. Um, and now she's remarried, but then there's a whole set of challenges that comes with, um, continuing to move your family forward and still be able to have joy in your life. And they're just two really wonderful friends that I often think about when I'm having kind of a rough day and I go, you know, do I have the ability to complain here? And then I hear their voices, their sweet voices um, that have said to me often that difficulty and pain and suffering is subjective and everybody feels what they feel. And it doesn't matter what one, you know, how one compares to another and that it's more important that we're there for each other and we give each other that place to talk about it. And they do. And I'm so grateful for that. And so I say all of that to say it has been a really rough year for um, me. I'll just speak for myself. Um, And I've learned a lot and I've been through a lot and went through probably the, um, the most burnout I think I've ever been through in my career was this year, I think on top of all of the changes of all of the um, things we were personally going through, um, obviously during a pandemic with everybody locked in their homes, um, anxiety and depression and need went up and telehealth, thankfully, because that was a huge thing I've been advocating for for a long time. Um, telehealth took center stage and my counseling practice really took off. And I was doing a lot of sessions. And so during a pandemic that I was also going through. So 
Um, so I'm starting this podcast off, not necessarily to just air out all of my dirty laundry or my stressors, but just in case it normalizes what you might be going through, um, that, you know, I think that one of the important things that I'm walking away from this year on is, is the importance of talking about how we're doing, being honest with where we're at, um, not expressing it from a place of entitlement as if I'm asking the whole world to bend around me, but just being able to, um, appreciate the friendships that you have, the places where you can take your, um, your venting or your frustration, or, um, just being able to talk about it is so crucial. And, um, I'm thankful for those around me that allowed me to do that. I'm thankful for the clients that trusted me to, um, express that in sessions and, and for us to process through that together, who also in my sessions taught me perspective as well. And so I'm always grateful for that. So that's kind of the update I would, I would say on how 2020 is definitely ending. And I know for a lot of you guys out there, it's, um, it's ending rather stressful as well. Um, I know we were all hoping that things would be different here in December, 2020, um, back in March when we were thinking, you know, surely this was going to end soon. And, and now a lot of us are in a place of in some ways feeling like it's still just beginning. And so I just want to acknowledge to those of you out there who might be struggling a little bit today that a lot of people are struggling and, um, and there are some people that may not be struggling or they want to, um, really hope and act like there's not something big going on. Um, but everybody's in a different place for different reasons, dealing with different kinds of stressors. Um, for us, we have a child with asthma and we've had to take it very seriously. And, um, and that has added additional stress going through COVID for sure. So um, today's episode is called Know When to Hold Them, Know When to Fold Them. And I feel like I need to explain that a little bit. Um, if you are as old as I am, you remember this amazing song back in probably the 80s, maybe it's even older than that, by Kenny Rogers um, called The Gambler. And, um, you know, that that title, that song just popped in my head this morning. And so I just knew that needed to be the title of today's episode. And it also um, was perfect for me to reflect on. Um, you know, my stepdad was an amazing musician and he actually looked like Kenny Rogers, especially once he started to go gray. Um, his voice sounded just like Kenny Rogers. And so he would sing this song. He would sing any of Kenny Rogers songs. And, and, uh, and even as I approach Christmas, I hear his voice singing so many songs. He passed away about gosh, five, six years ago from a sudden heart attack. And, um, and it was really painful to go through that loss. It was one of, um, two losses that I had that year. I also lost my grandfather that year who was the patriarch of um, my mom's side of the family. And so two very painful father figures, if you will, that I lost, um, in the same year. And, um, so when that song popped in my head, it almost brought tears to my eyes because I can hear his voice. And if I, and I'm going to play that song for you today in the episode, because I think it's important. Um, but I hear his voice singing that, and I can't even play Kenny Rogers without, um, hearing my stepdad singing it. Um, I wanted it to be today's title because I think if I were to say, you know, is, has there been a theme this year of what I'm 
experiencing and hearing in counseling sessions and from events that I've done and and just where people's needs are. I mean, there's been a lot of themes. There's self-care, there is um, communication in marriage, there's parenting, um, just guilt and parenting and trying to make right decisions. There's um, all kinds of, of just little smaller themes. But if I were to say, you know, what my big takeaway as far as the themes of what people are struggling with, um, it really has been this struggle of wanting to live like COVID isn't happening, wanting to live like this life is, um, is, is no different than it was before March of 2020. And trying to live that way, um, but only like kind of hitting this wall of just not being able to live that way and trying and and having to make some really tough decisions of what has to give, what has to go. And I'm noticing within myself and within the spouse culture for sure, um, you know, before March 2020, there really was this kind of hustle mentality. There was this um, push yourself really hard, try to find your purpose and your identity in something other than what's in the home. And, and that if your spouse can go out there and have a job and and that where do we find our own sense of purpose? And, and there's nothing wrong with you having a career. I would be a hypocrite to say that there was. Um, I've spent the last 20 years working on the career that I have, and and especially since the award in 2015, um, have worked really hard over the last five years um, building the career that I have now. And that has definitely been a hustle. And so I often get a lot of questions from people of either how have I made those decisions? How have I gotten to where I am? Which I don't feel like I'm at anywhere any anywhere impressive personally, but um, I get that question a lot. And the biggest struggle this year, though, is how do you do that? How do you quote hustle when life right now doesn't feel like it's it's a easy environment to hustle in? Um, because especially if you have kids right now, everything that you would have normally. Um, and I use this word not meant to be a crude word, but um, we've farmed out for so long our responsibilities in parenting, um, in um, in discipleship, even to to things externally from the house. So, for example, if you don't homeschool, then you rely on teachers to help teach your kids. If if you don't um, do church just at home, if you're not a missionary family, right? You we go if you go to church, then you go to church on Sundays, and you ask the pastor to speak that word to you or teach your kids discipleship or ask the youth pastor to do this or that, or we go to restaurants and ask them to feed us, right? Like we go to movie theaters and ask them to entertain us. And then suddenly this pandemic happens and all of that is stripped away. And it suddenly feels like everything that you farmed out to the external world is now on your shoulders. And it's your responsibility to find entertainment, to disciple, to teach, to, um, invest to be your kids' friends when they can't um, do the normal things that they would do with their friends. Like it, everything is now suddenly within your influence. And that um, has really exhausted a lot of people, including myself. And we don't want to say that because suddenly the parent guilt comes up of, well, I should love this and I should be good at this. And why am I struggling so much? And, and, and yet, you know, some of us are also trying to work jobs and also trying to do all the things that we did before March 2020. And of course, that's what brings people into the counseling office of just not knowing how to handle so much. And so as I started to 
kind of work with everybody with this just kind of theme of knowing um, it goes back to the song, right? Knowing when to hold them, when to fold them. The gambler is about um, poker and it's about um, playing this game. And Kenny Rogers is talking about um approaching the poker table and, um, the other player kind of teaching him this lesson about like, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. And the whole idea is that life is a gamble. It's a risk. And sometimes we don't know um, the hand that we're being dealt. We don't know what's coming our way. Um, and every moment sometimes feels like a gamble if we're making the right decision. But sometimes you just have to make the right decision and know when to hold the the deal that you've been handed and hold out and stay strong and stay steadfast and push through. And there's times to fold the cards and turn them in and say, uh, it's time to do something different. Um, you got to know when to walk away from the table completely. You got to know when to run away from the table because there's also times when life is going to hand you things that is just not good for you. And it's, um, it's not something to invest in. And you have to know within your gut, um, that it is not something that is, uh, something you want to entertain and that it's time to run away. But when it all comes down to it, life is risk and, um, and it's a gamble and, but it's definitely worth taking the risk to live and live fully. And so before I say too much else, I'm going to go ahead and play this song and then I'm going to unpack for you a little bit more about why this is striking such a chord for me. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold it Hold up, know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away. Knowing what to keep Cause every hand's a winner And every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for Is to die in your sleep And when he finished speaking He turned back toward the window Crushed out his cigarette 
faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough to count them When the dealing's done You got to know when to hold them When to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting Okay, so um, it's such a great song, and um, I encourage you to pay attention to the words that the lyrics I'll put in the show notes. Um, So, you know, when I was in high school, I had a huge crush on a guy that I worked with, um, but the timing never worked out. When I liked him, he was with someone else and had his eyes on someone else and would talk about that person, and I would talk myself out of liking him. And then there came a time when it seemed like he was coming back my direction, but I was with someone else. And, you know, we eventually lost touch with each other. And um, years later, I I kind of somehow ran into him again, or maybe he looked me up. I can't remember. But I was in college. It was before Matt and I were dating. Um, it was actually in between. I had just ended a relationship with um, a, a really a relationship in college that was really tough for me. It was kind of really dramatic and all over the place. And, and literally broke my heart for sure. And something that I was definitely recovering from. And, and suddenly this guy from high school just kind of steps back into my world and we start having these phone conversations and catching up. And he was asking me about, you know, what had happened since high school? Like what were my experiences? What had my life been like since we had seen each other in high school? And so I shared with him the ups and downs and um, and shared with him this um, relationship that I had just ended and just gone through that was heartbreaking and and how it had broken my heart. And I was kind of rebuilding from that. And I remember there being a pause on the phone and he said something that um, that I think has always stuck with me. And I'm not sure if it's good or bad, probably not good, but it's um, it's always stuck with me. And he said, Wow, Corey, um, I've always seen you as such a strong person, um, somebody that I always kind of put up on a pedestal and and somebody I always looked up to. And and I'm just surprised. I just am um, surprised to hear that you've been through this relationship and it broke you the way that it did. And wow, it just kind of changes my perspective of you. Um, I just didn't think that um, a relationship and a, and a person could break you the way that it did. Now, I don't know how he meant that. Um, He could have meant it for a variety of reasons for whatever um, he needed or what he um, needed and how he needed to see me different. 
Maybe it was even a compliment. Maybe it was um, that he saw me as human for the first time. But I'll, I'll tell you that I walked away from that going, wow, I, I didn't realize that I carried myself and communicated myself to be such a strong person that I couldn't struggle and that I couldn't have difficulty and that I couldn't um, have moments in my life where I myself um, allow myself to be broken and that I'll sometimes need to be rebuilt. And I'll admit that I grew up um, most of my life being a strong person, always having the right words, always having the right encouraging thing to say, or at least I put that burden on myself. Um, a lot of children from divorce um, definitely do that and grow up with that. And I would say that God has brought good out of that. That is why I have the passion that I have today for marriage, why I work so hard on communication and teach people communication, because um, I've worked very hard at it and God has definitely um really worked on me and and built that talent within me. But I think that definitely then, but also still today, I, I sometimes don't realize that I can come across as, as being stronger than I actually am. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why it's always been very important to me to be authentic in our story and Matt and my, Matt and my story, as we kind of are very open about our marriage and our, um, struggles along the way and that we're not perfect. And, um, and out of that imperfection and struggle, that's why um, we have such a passion for your families. So it's always important to us that we're very authentic and and never showing or or implying that we even have all the answers. But I think that's um, partly where this comes from, is um, that I always want to be human and appear human. So going back to 2020 being such a difficult year, I'll for just me, I'll just speak of myself today. I know it's definitely been a hard, hard year for our kids, um, probably a hard year in a different way for Matt. Obviously, he's deployed right now and not um, I, I don't want to say he's not where he wants to be because he's where he's called to be. Um, but obviously, you know, everybody wants to be together during the holidays and not spend that time apart. But for me, it was a really hard year. And um it definitely asked a lot of me to try to to um, find the energy to encourage those who are struggling through the year, who are coming in for counseling, to to have the words for virtual events, um, to have encouragement, um, to have advice, to have um, and deliver hope to people who were really struggling. And um, there came a point, I think, when I started to reach burnout, there came a point where I really had no other encouragement to offer because there was nothing else to say. And I think that there's a lot of you out there who kind of felt that, too. Like there's only so many times you can hear somebody say, take care of yourself and, you know, use good self-care strategies and and get, get outside and um, and and take advantage and be grateful for time for your family. And and we kind of found our ourselves, you know, on a loop after a while, I'm saying the same thing. And so I really recognized at um, a certain point, especially in the fall, that I was really hitting burnout. Um, and I mean like a burnout I've not experienced in 20 years because this wasn't just me working my career, my counseling career, my speaking career, or um, trying to invest in the service community. It was also our family going through 2020 along with your families going through 2020. 
And so about three months ago, I started to realize that um, if, if I wasn't experiencing the joy in my life that I needed to be experiencing, and, and this was something I was sharing with all of you, like find your joy. If, if you're not finding your joy in something, then it's time to reevaluate. Um, and I was starting to, you know, ask myself, am I applying those same self-care strategies? Am I um, enjoying my family? Um, the way that I'm encouraging everyone else to enjoy their family. Um, what, at the end of the day, I realized um, that what the world was asking of me and even more so what I was giving the rest of the world was my best and um, and that my family was getting leftovers and that was part of my burnout. And it was also part of my, my cynicism that was growing. Um, my apathy towards the world was growing because I just had no energy left and it's not what my family deserved. It's not what my kids deserved. And as I saw my kids um, really starting to struggle in, you know, my son's, you know, eighth new school in eighth grade, you know, um, which is a valid struggle, a valid need that he had to have um, a parent who was willing to give all of her energy um, to the right place, to the place that I was most responsible for. That's when I started to kind of pull back and reevaluate and go, okay, um, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Just because I have opportunities to give to the world doesn't mean that that's where my um, energy and encouragement needs to go first. And so here I am at the end of 2020. And at the end of this season five, the world feels like it's burning still. And, um, and it's going to feel like that for a little bit longer. And the same answers that I've been saying for um, probably this whole series still apply, um, except here I am acknowledging in front of all of you guys that, um, that I'm human and that um, it's time for me to reevaluate and it's time for me to put my energy where it's most important to put that energy first and in hopes that it will encourage you to do the same, that I want to give my absolute best to my marriage, my absolute best to my children, and that after all of that comes the hustle and if I were to be completely honest with all of you, I don't want to hustle anymore. I don't know if that frees someone else that's listening right now, um, that you don't have to hustle, that if there's anything that you have to hustle so hard for, um, then maybe it's not the right timing for that. I've had some great mentors in my life who have at times said, sometimes if something is really hard and not working, it's okay to walk away from it. And there's other times when something is working because you're putting so much energy into it that it is um, also okay to walk away from it because it's, um, it's not something you can keep maintaining that level of energy for. And just like the song says, you got to know when to hold them. And I have for a really long time. And you got to know when to fold them. And that sometimes we have to um, fold out of a game to put our cards down and to kind of push away from the table because perhaps that season is done. Um, perhaps that game is done. Perhaps the season of gambling in at that table is done. Now, I'm not talking about the gambling of life. I'm talking about 
Perhaps it's a season of um, a job or a career or something that you're pursuing and it's just putting it on hold for a while and you're going to push away from the table for a while. And so that's what I'm going to do. I have been working for the last month or so to be closing down my counseling practice, um, which is crazy for me to say after 20 years of building a career and trying to work so hard to advocate for a, a portable career as a clinician. Some of you guys listening who are military spouse clinicians are probably screaming at the radio right now. If you're listening on a radio, um, I'm assuming you're in your car, but, um, who are just like, you know, because you're in the, in the midst of trying to build a career that I have built, um, and you can build it. And I'm not saying you shouldn't build it, but for me, after 20 years of having, um, an incredible career of counseling, I can say that I believe that that season um, is definitely going to go on pause and that I'm going to be going through a career shift. Um, And maybe I'll come back to it. Maybe I'm going to use some of it. Um, I probably will because I don't think any season is wasted. Um, But I've prayed a lot about it and it's time for me to um, fold those cards and push away from the table for a little bit on my counseling career. And so some of you have noticed that I'm not taking new clients and that's why, um, I'm actually going to be taking less speaking engagements, um, because, um, it's just time to, again, reserve that energy just a little bit. Um, doesn't mean that I'm stopping all things, but I'm, I'm stopping actually most things. And I guess the new information um, to share, this will be more public later, but I'm, I'm going to share it with you guys here on the podcast, is that you guys have heard me talk a lot over the last several seasons about the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation, which has now been renamed and rebranded as the Taya and Chris Kyle Foundation. We call it TAC-F. Um, Service Family Strong is their motto, um, has offered me a full-time job to join them and, um, and, and be a point person on their programs in a way that I haven't been able to do as a consultant and as a facilitator for them. And so um, it's a more of a career shift. It is actually the gift of all of that hustling for so many years, um, building a career for myself and working so hard um, to put myself out there to now have um, a wonderful organization that I deeply love and a team that I deeply love kind of bringing me into the fold and and asking me to bring my energy more to that. And so I'm very excited about that because it's the same audience of people. It's serving the same group of people. It's military and first responder and veteran couples, and it's about marriage. And so it's everything that I have worked so hard to advocate for. It's Um, All of this energy that I've invested into you guys, it is just now doing it through a foundation where we have programs that will serve you. Um, And so it's the right fit and it's the right transition. And so I'm sharing that with you guys, number one, to give you an update, but number two, because I want to encourage anybody out there who is um, struggling through whatever season you're going through. Some of you are at the very beginning trying to build a career, and I want to encourage you that it is worth it. It is worth it if it's the right time and place for you to build it, that it is worth the hard work. I can honestly say that I'm not, I would not be where I'm at now had I not worked hard and had good work ethic and, um, and devoted myself to the career that I love so deeply. Um, I definitely would look back and say that I gave my best to my family when I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, there's also seasons during building that career that I wish I would 
would have given more of my best to my family and less to my career. Um, But I just want to encourage those of you out there that if you're in a season of building right now, that I know it's hard and um, it's that you're worth um, building that portable career if that's what you want to do, but never, never at the price of your family. Um, and I've been thankful to have an amazing husband who's always kept me on the, on the right track, who's always held me accountable to when I was working too hard, when I needed to return my heart and my mind back to my home um, and focus on that instead. And so, in fact, I just had a call with um, a friend who was kind of, we were talking about business and building that career and that hustle temptation. And, um, and I said to her, you know, your spouse should always be there right next to you, giving your bless, giving their blessing on your career and on the decisions that you're making at no point is whatever career that you're building worth your spouse, um, wondering if you're sacrificing your marriage for the career. And that's for you serving spouses out there too. Those service members who um, are working yourselves into the ground and, and not setting boundaries where you actually could set boundaries and you're losing your marriage because you think that the army's going to be there for you when when you are old and needing someone to help you into the bathroom, they're not going to be the ones that are there. It's going to be your spouse. And so it's a, it's a reminder that we give our best to those that are going to be there for us in the end. And our careers come second, but careers give us great purpose and fulfillment and a place to use our talents. And there's something that's God honoring in all of that. But it's also God honoring to have the right balance. And so if you are in the middle of your career um, and you're going through this season right now and you're having a hard time figuring out how to get through COVID and, and all of the pressures, I just want to encourage you to listen to the wisdom of that inner voice or if if you're faith-based to listen to God's voice that sometimes doing things the way the right way and the wise way and sometimes the creative innovative way is so much better and is always um, the more successful choice than doing it the way that the world says you should do it. Um, I did not build this career off of um, click funnels or um, emails that hook people or manipulate people. I didn't buy numbers um, for my social media accounts. Um, And even though I I tried sponsors here or there for the podcast, in the end, um, I wanted it to be authentic and I wanted it to be about you and not about making money. And and I didn't want this podcast to be something that was aimed to make sponsors happy. I wanted it to be something that breathes life into your family and home and that that was my sole focus. And so those of you who are in the middle stages of your career that are trying to figure out how to do this right now. Um, Turn off the world that is so loud and instead listen to that inner voice of what feels right. Sometimes building something slowly is something that's going to last longer than something that you build quick. If finally you're in maybe the category that I'm in right now, where you're in a different season and your priorities are shifting and you're wondering if um, if you should walk away from something, um, I just want to encourage you that that can be a right decision too. And I'm not talking about your marriage. If your marriage is, is, in a, is a healthy marriage and or even a struggling marriage worth saving. I'm talking about those other distractions, um, those other things, um, thinking that they're going to fulfill you in, in a way that your family can't. 
your um, career is can never take the place of unhappiness that you have at home. Um, you know, one of my one of my talks or speeches that has been the most popular, surprisingly enough, um, it, it's the one that's brought up the most often. Was at a um, a conference. It was the Millspo Project conference years ago. I think it was actually 2015, um, and it was in a room full of military spouse entrepreneurs. And it was all about business and building your business and um, and kind of that you know how do you hustle and run a family all at the same time. And and before I got on the stage, I just had this conviction of like how many other people were running themselves into the ground and trying to build something um, out of a void or what were they sacrificing um, in order to build something just so that they felt like they had a sense of purpose. I knew that that was a temptation in my life um, to chase influence, to chase success, um, simply because the lifestyle had, I think, taken so much of that from me and taken so much control from me that it was almost like I was setting out to prove a point that I could still have my own purpose and have control somehow. And I got up on that stage and I just said, you know, if you're here, if you're doing this because you're not successful at home or because you don't feel successful at home, then stop what you're doing right now. Put it down and go back and fix your home first. And I can't believe I said that. I don't know if they were asking me to say it, but it was just what was on my heart. And it was the thing that everybody remembers. And it's still my message today that your family is more important than anything else. And I'm not making this decision to um, fold my cards and kind of push away from the table because my family is falling apart. On the contrary, my family is strong and important. And I'm impressed um, by my husband and how strong he is and how amazing he is. And I'm thankful for what we've gotten gotten through as a couple. I'm happy to say that we're in a place um, in, a, in a better season than we've, you know, we've had our ups and downs. Our first reintegration was a good example of a very rough time in our life. And I can look back after almost 22 years of marriage and say we're in a good spot where we appreciate each other more than we ever have. And we're thankful that we didn't give up on each other during those years. But it's actually for that reason that I want to enjoy it. And I want to have a mind that is not exhausted. Um, I want to have fresh thoughts and fresh encouragement for my boys when they've had a rough day and that I haven't um, given it away um, to the rest of the world um, for eight hours that day. <laughs> and I love it. And it's, it's given me great purpose. And, and to all of my clients that are listening, um, what a joy it has been to walk with you through your journeys, to hear your stories, to be a part of your story. I will never not love that. I really, really do. I walk away from every session just on with joy and on fire and want to do it more. Um, but obviously, especially during a year of COVID, after eight, eight hours a day of doing that, there is definitely an exhaustion by the end of the day. And so here I am at the end of season five, um, hopefully giving you this update to encourage you, but to also set expectations. I don't have any answers for 2021. While some of you are coming up with great um, mottos and words for your year 2021, um, 
If you've been listening to the Life Giver podcast, you know at the end of every year I take a sabbatical. And I know at the, at the end of every year I'm content weary and I've given you all I can give you. And um, and I always say, you know, I don't know what's happening in the next year. Um, it's time for me to sit back and reflect. It's time for me to take a break. It's time for me to pray about um, what's next. And I'm so grateful. I encourage all of you guys to consider doing the same. The world goes quiet. It's very quiet right now um, at the end of the year when we're circling the wagons and having the holidays and going through New Year's and especially right now when everybody's content weary um, because the whole world has been virtual, I encourage you to take that break, take that sabbatical, ask yourself the hard questions, but make those questions also be ones where you ask yourself, what brings you joy? Music brings me joy. I'm I'm anxious to bring that back in my life. I'm anxious to bring exercise back in my life, not because of the pressure of wanting to be in shape, but because it's something that makes me happy. Um, I want I want to get back to um, the why and that. Um, so ask yourself those tough questions of of what brings me joy and what doesn't bring me joy. And if it doesn't bring you joy, that it's okay to reevaluate it. It's okay to change the season. It's okay. Um, you got to know when to. Hold Hold them. Um, and, and some of you need to push through and you're like, let's say in, in like a, the middle of your schooling and you don't feel like you have a choice. You've just got to push through that schooling because you're making an investment on your future and it is worth it. Push through it. You got to hold on to those cards. Hold on because you've got a good hand. Some of you got to know when to fold them. And, I, and that's me. I got a lot of cards that I've been holding um, and it's time to fold some of those cards. And so, um, here is what you can expect that um, I at least can say for right now. A um, couple things that I will be continuing. Um, I still have some amazing military spouse interns, um, some clinicians that are doing wonderful things. And Fight Club is a virtual support group for military and first responder spouses, also veteran spouses. And so my interns, Mary Angela Gordon, um, who is my intern um, and a coach, and um, that she, I supervise her and I'm raising her up. And I also have Rihanna Black, who's a military spouse clinician in Japan. Um, the two of them are going to be running Fight Club, a virtual support group for spouses under my supervision. And there are still seats open for Fight Club. And so if you are in a tough place right now and you just need community and support and once a week to get together virtually with a, a group of people that understand your life and to talk on a topic, um, to wrestle through it, to grow through it together, there's still a few seats for the virtual Fight Club for spouses that will start January 11th. I will put the link in the show notes where you can be a part of that. So I will continue to supervise Fight Club. Um, I will still have a few speaking engagements here and there um, in 2021. Um, but I'm I'm going to be joining um, the Tay and Chris Kyle Foundation um, as their National Clinical Director of Programs. Um, and I'm very excited about that. Those of you who um, have been through the Foundation's programs, who have um, been with me at the Empowered Spouses Retreat in Wyoming, or did coaching with me through their revitalization retreats, um, or went through MYM, it just means I'm doing a whole lot more of those things. And so that will make complete sense to those of you who've seen so much of me um, in the foundation's work. Um, it just means that I'm going to be um, growing those programs and investing in those with my energy. And so it could not be a more perfect fit for that. 
And as, as far as the future of this podcast, I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, I think that there's a little bit of, of me that sees um, the Life Giver podcast continuing into a season six, but I'm leaving room for my heart to close that chapter and to fold those cards on the table and and maybe push away from the table too, if that's what it means. Um, But I can tell you if I do come back for season six, it's going to be different. Um, And that's what I love about doing seasons. And so I'm going to be thinking and praying about that on whether or not the Life Giver podcast comes back in a different way. Um, it will still be to this audience, but perhaps um, with a different um, or more intentional purpose, if you will. And so um, that is all I know to, to update you on as far as um, what's changing. It's a lot of big changes. It's a massive career shift. And the few people that I've told about that have asked, you know, how has that been for me to make such a huge career shift? And I can honestly say it's taken a lot of processing, um, a little bit of anxiety um, in, you know, when you work so hard on something and you invest so much of your blood, sweat and tears and in, into these businesses um, to let go of that. In fact, um, the person I was speaking to on the phone today asked me, you know, what is that like for you? I mean, to lose that creative control and to go work for someone else. You know, my answer back was, um, why would it be hard? Um, I think that's the deeper question. Um, yes, there is anxiety of of letting go of something, but um, I think that what I'm letting go of is is this lie that having influence in the world, that we're successful when we have a certain number of people that follow us, a certain number of downloads on a podcast, um, a certain number of people that buy the book. Um, The world out there tells you that if you hustle enough, then you have greater influence and that influence means success. And I think that um, the biggest thing that I've been thinking on lately as I've been preparing myself for this transition is um, that a lot of that influence is fleeting. It doesn't mean that you are fleeting. It just means that chasing any numbers or saying that I have influence is fleeting and that it never ends. Um, I, I encourage you guys, those of you who are building businesses to ask yourself, how do you know when you're being successful? How do you know when you have reached enough? What number is enough for you to feel like you have arrived? And do you ever arrive? I think for me, taking this new job is an opportunity to step away from the numbers game, to step away from the temptation to hustle and instead go back to serving in the shadows, um, in the quiet place, on the team, um, investing in in talent and multiplying um, our talents for the sake of other people and it being less about me and more about you. And that's after all why I got into this in the first place. So know that I'm thankful for you. Know that I am thankful for this podcast, um, for your support in this podcast. Um, the numbers, if we're going to talk about numbers of people that have been listening to this podcast have been because of you. It's not because I've advertised it. It's because you've shared it with your friends, shared it with your spouse. And, um, I'm so grateful for that. And I don't take that for granted. It is something that I'm humbled by and honored about. Um, and I don't, um, I don't take you for granted at all. And so with that, um, 
just know that I love all of you. I am still deeply about your success in your family and in your marriage as I make these changes. Um, stay tuned for updates. Um, I'm not closing down my social media, um, but it just might slow down for a little bit while I take this sabbatical. And with that, just one encouraging word of um, my wish for you is that you will know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. Thank you for listening to the Life Giver Podcast. If you're enjoying these episodes, please share the podcast with other service couples that may benefit from the show. If you'd like more information about me or Life Giver, head on over to coreyweathers.com or life-giver.org. 